0: You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode.
1: Hey, Bible students, welcome back to Great and Precious Promises, the video series we've been making on those promises that God has put in His Word for us, that we might be faithful to Him and look forward to the outworking of them in our life. Now we've already just about finished this series. We've gone through the first four: Great Resurrection, Angels Work. The next four: Forgiveness, Inner Man shall be added, and Honor and Glory, and the next four glorious body, over common rule, never leave you, way of escape. We've actually just got two more to do. We've done prayer, we've done understanding, and we hope that you're trying to remember these. You can see by the the yellow letters there that it's pronounceable. Gra, fish, bone, and what will be puttle. And as long as you can pronounce it That means you can probably spell it. And if you can spell it, you can remember possibly the words associated with it. That's all the things that we hope you're able to do. But let's get into today's. And it's the truth will make you free. Now, a lot of people maybe don't realize the fact that they are not free because they haven't really seen what the Bible has to say about certain subjects. But we thought that In John chapter 8, where Jesus expresses his view to the Jews, who, as it says in verse 31, believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So the object of this video is to try to illustrate to us what that means, that the truth will be able to make you free. Now, notice in the Bible verse there we put on your screen that we put the truth, the truth, because that's the way it is in the original. It's not just truth. It's speaking of, it seems that something in the Word of God is the truth. Now, we know as Bible students that the whole Word is inspired by God, but there's a segment of it which God guards regards as the truth. We see that time and again in the New Testament. Now, the truth we should know by our own experience is precious. And we treasure it because it's precious. And look at how the Proverbs expresses that. In Proverbs 23, verse 23, buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Well, that's something that should really resonate in our minds, the idea that we will buy it, we'll never sell it. But this book I've got showing you the cover of it by Dennis McCollum on the truth, the death of truth, is really a significant uh, display of what's happening in our world. That's our world today. of How people who thought of the Bible's Uh, Gospel messages being the truth are today discounting it because of of the pressure of others who come from other parts of the world, who have have other cultures they're thinking of, and uh, maybe books that they've read. And they all want their truth to be elevated to the same level as everybody else's truth. They don't want to hear of something called the truth. But that's what the Bible says about it. It says it is the truth, and so we need to look at that, and if you want any verification of how it is out there in the world, that book would be a good uh, review of where it is. So look at some of these expressions. The truth will make you free? Well, look at Jacob, who finally gets the truth. He's been told for all those years that, uh, do you know whose coat this is, covered with blood? and never seeing Joseph, he believed that he was dead. And the sons who knew better, they allowed their dad to believe that. I don't know whether it's possible that there was some hints that Jacob got before this time to know that Joseph was still alive or that they weren't really getting the whole story. But when Jacob saw, the wagons coming from Egypt, as it says in Genesis 45, verse 26, Jacob's heart stood still because he did not believe what they said, that Joseph is still alive, and he's the governor of all the land of Egypt. But verse 28, it's enough. My, Joseph's son, my son Joseph is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. What a revelation of the truth of the matter. Do you think that maybe the brothers sat down and told their dad what really happened because they knew it was gonna be exposed soon anyway? All those years believing something that was really a lie prepared by his own sons to deal with the one who they envied and whom they hated. But the freedom that came to Jacob to know that this favored son of his was still alive gives you a value for how the truth can make you free from all those years of not knowing what the truth was. You see, it's similar to the whole nation of Israel. They were trapped between the Red Sea and the Egyptian army. And what they needed to do was to put their trust in God because God only speaks the truth. God does not lie. He doesn't make up stories to try to deceive us. The always words are always true. Israel would be freed from slavery. He has told them that. But, you know, here was the dilemma facing these people. How could they imagine what God could do? Here was the sea. They couldn't cross the sea. And there were the armies of Egypt behind them. And they, they didn't have weapons. They, they were defenseless, they fought. And it says in Exodus 14, verse 13, Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of Yahweh. And then verse 14, Yahweh will fight for you. You shall hold your peace. And no doubt they did. When they got to believe, although it took some more time yet before they really believed that when Yahweh said something, he was speaking the truth. But you see, Bible students, we've got to pick up on these things. There's no way that this can ever be a promise to us if we ever think that God's not telling us the truth. So we look at God's words, and we see them to be the truth. And the more we look at them, the more we study them, the more we can be convinced they're the truth. Well, look at a couple historical moments when the truth was revealed. Here was an event which Elijah had arranged between the worshipers in the nation of Israel who were worshiping Baal and the worshipers who were worshiping Yahweh. And then it looks like a whole lot of people in the middle who couldn't decide who to worship. So I suppose they were just going from one to the other. And what Elijah had said to them is, you pray to your God, that is the prophets of Baal, I'll pray to our God, Yahweh, and the one that answers by fire to burn the sacrifice that we have made for him, that will be the God. Well, if you've read the Bible, you know the story. The fire that fell down from Yahweh not only burned up the sacrifice, it just says in verse 38 the fire of Yahweh fell and consumed the woods, the burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench but the prophets of Baal couldn't do anything. Nothing happened in their sacrifice. And what did the people think? When they, people saw it, it says in verse 39, they fell on their faces and they said, Yahweh, he is God, Yahweh, he is God. Well, it was a very significant moment to hear that. And I'm sure Elijah was quite happy about it, but it seemed that it only lasts for a very short time and they were right back to it. They couldn't decide again because they didn't deal with it properly. They didn't remove Baal worship. Of course, Jezebel wasn't about to let them. So it seemed that in time, it, it was just a matter of having no faith in God again. And we can't allow these historical moments of when the truth was revealed to fall through our fingers. We've got to see that God's trying to build up our faith thereby. Now, the truth will make you free. And sometimes the truth is hard to understand. So we have to deal with these issues. And the apostle Peter knowing this said these words and we need to remember these words, they're distinctive and I think very valuable for us and our age. He said about Paul, the, the apostle Paul, he said, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you, and also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of the scriptures. So the apostle, they wrote things, uh, yeah, they were hard to understand, but it didn't mean they weren't understandable it just meant that people had to put more time into it more effort into it and not just believe anybody or everybody that said something about it what he was having to deal with primarily with the jews was the tomb of jesus is empty they didn't steal the body we saw him the glorified jesus and that was the basis the the life of the gospel he preached that this man whom you put to death telling the jews is being raised by God, and he is alive, and further, he has an immortal body. And the things that they were doing, the miracles that they were doing, were testimony, just as they were for Jesus, that God was behind this. So we've got to see that not to be deterred when we can't understand something, but just to apply more and more effort into understanding it, because the truth will really help us when we fully understand Things like the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's another one. In, Bob, in, in Matthew chapter 15, when Jesus was talking about uh, various things that Isaiah the prophet had to say. And he said to the people that were listening to him. That is the, the uh, people that were still holding on to fables and to uh, teachings from the Old Testament, which were about to be uh, altered in the sense that now it wasn't a matter of trying to serve God by obeying a law and coming to God and say, I've done it. Where's my wages? It It was a matter now of the gospel going to the Gentiles who were never under that law. And God was prepared to save all of them if they just believed what he had to say. So he said to these people, it's in vain that you worship me because you're just teaching the doctrines of men. And I'll never forget this experience because I met a person, I don't know that they ever read this book, Hellfire is as much real as this man Davidson lays out, but she had been held into the church, and it was the Catholic church, and the place was in Newfoundland. It was in uh, St. John's, Newfoundland, and I was giving an address there, and uh, I was trying to tell them the Bible does not speak about something like that happening, that there's going to be a place of fire and torment where you'll be tortured forever and ever. And uh, trying to illustrate that when Jesus spoke about hellfire, he was speaking about Gehenna, a garbage dump. Well, not only I just made it, just said that, she got up and walked out. It was just that one of the stewards for the whole that that particular event Uh, asked her when she walked out he just stopped her and said "Could, could you please explain why you walked out and she says if the bible really teaches that there is no hellfire i'm elated and i'm out of here i do not want to go back to the church that's the only thing that was holding me there do you mean to say that people are held into the church because of fear and fear of something that isn't right no wonder people Will believe uh, that the truth will make you free, and she made it. She made it a matter of of getting out because she was enjoying her freedom. Unfortunately, she didn't stay long enough to hear further things about what the word of God did say to give her a true hope. And we hope that you, as a Bible student, wouldn't stop there too. If that's the way you are, look at the the eunuch that was baptized in Acts chapter eight. He was reading from the book Isaiah, he couldn't understand it, apparently, because that's what he asked the question about, like, who is this this prophet speaking about himself or somebody else? And so Philip was able to give him a a good understanding of what the gospel message was. And then he wanted to be baptized because he realized, well, um, I need to be baptized. That's part of what the gospel message is. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. So, Philip baptized him. And look what it says in verse 39 of Acts 8. He went on his way rejoicing. The truth had made him free. He could understand now what it was about. He knew he had to be baptized. He did it. And that keeping of the truth, that following it through and doing what it says, really is the basis of joy. So, baptism, for sure. Baptism is a word taken from the dying industry where you take color uh, in a vat and you put garments in that came in one color and came out another color. The whole idea of baptism is a change that takes place in us. Our sins are forgiven. We don't come back out with sins. They have been forgiven in that act. And there is much more. So the idea of People being made free is is really quite a part of the gospel message and of the New Testament. Here's another one, and this is the the final one we want to speak to in this video. If we walk in the light, which means essentially walking in the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Bible in general, we have fellowship one with another. Now, I've enjoyed that, and, and you, to some extent, may have enjoyed it too that when you find people who believe the same things and they derive it from the Bible, they can explain how they get it and how they got it and could go to the uh, the children, their children possibly, or other children and explain it. It's wonderful, the fellowship that we have. So in First John chapter 1, verse six and seven, it says, if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth because you can't have this freedom if you do not know the truth. So he says in verse seven, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin. And surely the greatest, one of the greatest events of life is to be bound together tightly with other people who believe the same things, have the same view of what's gonna happen on the earth and uh, bring up our children together It's just a wonderful experience, but it's made for those who walk in the light, who believe the truth. So we come back to where we started. If you uh, listen to God and you listen to his son, he, he says to us, as Jesus said, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And as we abide year by year in the truth, and as we continue to read his word, the truth is clearer, and we discover things maybe we've never seen before. The truth is wonderful. It will make us free. Now, in our last program, which, Lord willing, will be next week, we will have completed all 16 of these events. Love binds us together. It is the cement of fellowship. And John 14, verse 23, Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. So this love needs to be defined. We want to do that. We want to show you that it's not the word in English. It's not the same word. It's obviously not the same because it's in Greek, but then it's not the same as all the other Greek words that talk about love. Is this word agape, which is a a word that I think uh, is, is almost uniquely Christian. There may be some others that speak of it in other ways, but we've got to come to know how this can bind us together, the cement of fellowship. And Lord willing, that's what we'll take up in our next video. Thank you for watching.
0: Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, Please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at btf at cdvideo.org. If you enjoyed the episode, then please share it with others. Until next time, may God bless you in your studies and your walk towards God's kingdom. Amen.